welcome to a special edition of Mornings with Ken, the Mother's Day special. Happy Mother's Day to all you great mothers out there. Let's celebrate you moms together. look like this. (laughs) The last dress I got was maternity. (laughs) And I adopted. (laughs) Moms don't get to dress up. My husband, I I, I, usually I'm dealing with like bodily fluids and I need a dress made out of terry cloth. (laughs) My husband said, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, an hour alone in the bathroom. (laughs) You know what I got? A macaroni necklace. I had to lock myself in the bathroom for an hour and I ate the necklace when I got hungry. Being a mom, it's not how your friends, because your friends will tell you, oh, oh, you don't have any children. And they all do. Oh, you're not fulfilled until you have children. You liar. All you single girls without kids, that is the most fulfilled you will ever be. And the cleanest. Before I had children, I was so selfish. Oh my gosh. I used to shower like every day. (laughs) All right. Let's talk about mothers. And uh, I'm going to mention five different quotes about being a mom. I wouldn't know anything about being a mom because I identify as a father because I am a father, but uh, five facts or five statements um, about being a mom. Okay. All right. Let's do this thing. Number five, when your children are teenagers It's important to have a dog in the house so that at least someone will be happy to see you when you come home. (laughs) Uh, I think that's true for either being a mom or a uh, or a dad. When your children are teenagers, it's important to have a dog in the house so that at least someone will be happy to see you when you come home. Oh, man, that's true. Oh, man, the teenage years. Okay. All right, number four. And this is coming from a a quote from a mom with a two-year-old. My two-year-old refers to her coat pockets as snack holes. And this is what I shall call them forever. (laughs) My two-year-old refers to her coat pockets as snack holes and this is what I shall call them forever hey that's pretty good for a two year old you know refer to their coat as snack holes because they have mom's probably always giving them crackers or snacks they put in their pockets so uh, hey that's pretty good number three if evolution really is true then how come mothers only have two hands? Ah, that's pretty funny. 
if evolution evolution is really true, then how come mothers only have two hands? Yeah, you moms out there, you know you need like six or seven, eight, eight hands for all the stuff that you guys do all at the same time. Number two, triumph of a mother's routine day is when all the children make it to the bathroom on time. (laughs) The triumph of a mother's routine day is when all the children make it to the bathroom on time. Yeah, I can see how that's important for uh, you moms out there. You know, we got little ones and they all made it safely to the bathroom and there was no mess to clean up except some little butts might have needed some powdering. Um, (laughs) Number one, the quickest way for a mom to get their child's attention is to sit down on the couch with the blanket and look comfortable. Now that's a fact right there. Read that again. The quickest way for a mom to get their children's attention is to sit down on the couch with a blanket and look comfortable. Your kids will surely, you will surely have their attention because your time of relaxation will be interrupted. So, uh, yeah, some little funny things about um, being a mom, uh, being a mom out there. And you know what? I got to hand it to you ladies out there. Being a mom is the hardest job out there. It really is. You know, because, you know, I'm a father of three children. And uh, my wife, Dixie, um, raised those kids. Um, (laughs) and, And the amount of stuff she did for those kids was amazing how she she took care of all of our kids all three of them I mean you moms you moms do the craziest thing and you don't think anything of it like digging boogers out of the, out of the little kids noses and stuff you know you get your finger down you dig out the boogers out of there and you're having them blow their nose and you know they miss the tissue a little bit and get it on your hand oh gross us guys don't like that kind of stuff you know and then you're 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 wiping butts ah it's bad enough we have to take care of ourselves let alone um wipe little butts and you you moms don't think anything of it you've been pooped on and peed on and oh my you just keep coming back for more so (laughs) you moms are special guys couldn't do I shouldn't say that. Many guys do. Um, there are some single dads out there, but but for the most part, you women know how to raise those children. You know, right? You. What's amazing is you mothers out there. You know the right amount of love and comfort to give each child, and 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 you know when to be a little bit stern. I mean, you you do, like you you mothers, you know. Oh, well, little Sally, um, she's kind of very emotional, and and she kind of really needs a little bit more love and comfort 
but uh, you know, a, a little Susie over there, I gotta be a little bit uh, stricter on Susie because Susie just wants attention and not necessarily love. It's a whole thing, and you know how, when to discipline them and when to just love on them a little bit more. You know, I, I remember when our kids were were little. My kids are all grown adults now, but when my kids were little. Um, if I corrected the kids, um, uh, you know, by just talking to them, um, later at night when we'd go to bed, Dixie would say things like, Hey, you're so, you're so mean. I mean, when you, when you correct the kids, you being a man, you have a louder voice and it wasn't that I was yelling my goodness, I never yelled at my kids, but having a strong masculine voice, <laughs> it comes across a little bit rougher than when she corrected the kids. And I didn't figure, I couldn't figure it out. I'm thinking, I'm just saying, hey, David, David, don't, David, don't push your brother. That's how I would say it. But I was told I was coming across a little bit too uh, stern. And uh, I didn't know, not by yelling, but just by my voice. But you women, you got that all under control for the most part. Um, you women are fabulous. I, really, you know, there, there, there's all this kind of talk in society today about different roles of uh, men and women. And, and, you know, you got the whole gender dysphoria um, out there and you have different stuff pronouns and genders and whatever but God made you women so special you, you know in, in the Bible when it talks about like uh, you know God made Adam and Eve and God gave Adam the leadership role in the family, don't let that kid you, you know. I mean, don't, you know, that's true, but you know what? You women are magical. You women are, you know, you may not lead the home. You may not lead the home in a leadership role, but you get your point across and you, and you love on your husband and you do it so kindly that you turn your husband's heart um, towards God and towards the children. So you mothers actually, you guys kind of rule the roost, but you would allow us men to think that we do. <laughs> You're so gracious to us women. You love us so much that you allowed us to lead. But, uh, you know, you kind of nudge us sometimes when we need it, you know. Like that time I was singing in church and I was getting a little bit happy in the Lord and I, I might have sang a little bit too loud. And Dixie elbowed me in my side and said, you can't sing, so don't don't sing so loud. Um, but, <laughs> but, oh, you women, God bless you women. You women are a powerful, powerful creature made in the image of God. And... Um, I give you much love and support 
today on this very special Mother's Day. So, hey, let's take a short break and I'll be right back. Now I get 10 minutes in the bathroom if I'm lucky. You got to make a choice. <laughs> I can wash my hair or I can lay on the floor and take a nap. I don't want to brag, but both of my legs are both shaved at the same time right now. <laughs> Yeah, usually, like when my son is sick, you know what my job is? You know, vomit catcher. <laughs> That's pretty. <laughs> my son's like, mommy. <laughs> Sorry, mommy. That's okay, sweetie. I'm your mom. I'm so fulfilled. You know what I need to know? Teach your child when he's throwing up, don't come find me. Stay still and yell. So much easier to clean up a puddle than a trail. Now, you know, if um, you listen to this show, I like to have a little fun. and uh, But I also like to get a little bit seriously and... and uh, bring out my Christian worldview, and so before I go on, I want to talk a little bit about what Scripture says about mother, mothers. Um, and the greatest Scripture, I think Psalm was it Psalms thirty-one. Um, if you ladies want to read Psalms thirty-one, that's a, a, a very good uh, Bible verse for women and mothers, and, you know, wives and uh, mothers. But so that's just a fabulous uh, scripture. Um, is, no, Proverbs thirty-one. Did I say Psalms? Proverbs thirty-one. Anyway, so I want to give a few scriptures that really make me think of mothers. And I'm first. I'm going to look at Leviticus nineteen three. That's Leviticus nineteen three. Yeah, we're going back in the Old Testament here, but scripture is still good. Every part of scripture is good. So um, Leviticus 19.3 Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. Every one of you shall revere his mother and his father. Now here's, it does mention you know, both mother and father. But if you look up the word revere in a, a Jewish, I'm sorry, Hebrew um, lexicon the word revere because you know I, I read that and I thought well I know what revere means I mean I know what I know what it means in English and I, I know how I get it but what what is the he what are the Hebrews really trying to say when they say revere well one of the ways um, you could you can interpret revere is declare the merits of someone Declare the merits of someone and give thanks for. I love that. I love that. So every one of us should revere or declare the merit, the merits of our mother. I love my mother. My mother is, I know we all think our mothers is the best, but I have the best mother ever. My mother raised four boys and I, we, we were, oh my, we gave my mom's 
some hard times and she did it my dad you know all day at work and and uh my mom had to control four boys and she did a great job we got little spankings on the butt well and then we got hit with the belt but <laughs> i'm so glad she did because she taught us right from wrong my mother she you know what she made us breakfast she made us lunch made us dinner you know she she took care of us whatever meal she had you know sometimes when things were a little bit rough and financially my mom she still made something for us to eat and it was good it was good because we were hungry and mom like all all moms out there they would go without if they had to just to feed their children and uh my mom i love mom i love you i just want to say that mom i love you you were you awesome thank you so much mom you declared i want to declare the merits of you i remember when there was this i don't know if he was a homeless guy or i know he was a drunk for sure and you probably didn't think anything of it but i saw you bring that man a bowl of soup and some toast and crackers and you gave it to him you gave it to him he was sick and probably you know sleeping off a drunk coming off of a drunk and you made him a bowl of soup and toast and mom i remember that about you so i want to declare your merits because you did that and i saw you do that so you were living out the gospel in front of me and you probably didn't even know it you didn't even realize you weren't doing it for that you were doing it out of love and kindness um, for someone who needed food i love you mom you were fabulous all right let's go on to another scripture Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. I'm going to read that again. That's Exodus 20, verse 12. Honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Now here, um, this is... um, right during the time when Moses is coming off of uh, uh, off of Mount Sinai after getting the Ten Commandments you know part of the Ten Commandments is you know honor your father and mother and the Lord's telling them to honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you in this particular case when when God is speaking this He's, he's about ready to take them to the promised land. Remember, they're still in, in the desert. And uh, they're kind of camped out at the bottom of this mountain. And uh, Moses goes up to talk to God, gets the Ten Commandments. And God's saying, if you honor your father and your mother, your days will be long in the land that your God is giving you. So 
God is basically saying, hey, I'm about to take you guys over to the promised land. But if you honor your father and your mother, your days in that land will be long. You will live a long time in that land. That land will be um, passed on for generations if you honor your father and your mother that the days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you, the promised land. There's benefits to honoring your father and mother. Now, in this case, it was a, a, a direct benefit for the um, children of Israel, the Israelites um, going into the promised land. They would live long there. But notice how God placed an importance on honoring your mother if you honor your father and mother. Oh, man, that gets me excited. I almost want to preach an old-fashioned uh, sermon there. <laughs> Let's move on. Proverbs 23, 22. Proverbs 23, 22. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. I'm going to read that once more. Mornings with Kent, I usually read scripture verses twice because I have a thick skull. Proverbs 23, 22. Let your father and mother be glad. Let her who bore you rejoice. So let the one who gave birth to you rejoice. Now it does mention father and mother, but let the one who bore you, who gave you birth, rejoice. In other words... By honoring your father and mother and, and, and obeying the things they teach you. Now, I'm, I'm throwing this in. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm eisegesis. I do a little bit of eisegesis here instead of exegesis. But, um, but basically, it's make your, make your mother proud that, that she bore you. Make her happy. Make her rejoice in the fact that you grew up to be a good person, that you love God and you're obedient. Let the one who bore you rejoice. What's going to make your mother rejoice more than being under the, the headship of Christ and, and living a, a godly life? Let the one who bore you rejoice. Man, that's some powerful stuff. I love it. I love it. Let's uh, let's look at our last scripture. Um, and there's so many scriptures we could read together. But, um, I mean, so many. Go look up that Proverbs 31. Um, look that up. But right here, we're going to go to the New Testament. John 19, 26, and 27. John 19, 26, and 27. Here, Jesus, on the cross dying for all humanity for those that were given to him Jesus on the cross dying as he's dying he says the following well let me read the scripture verse when Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple standing by whom he loved he said unto his mother woman behold thy son then he said to the disciple Behold thy mother. And from that hour, that disciple took her unto 
his own home. I'll read it one more time. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciples standing by whom he loved, he said unto his mother, Woman, behold thy son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold thy mother. And from that hour on, that disciple took her into his own home. Now there you have a great example of our Lord and Savior taking care of his mother on his deathbed. While he is dying on the cross, his one concern, you know, he's dying for the salvation of the world, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whosoever believeth in him should not, should, should not perish but have life and should not. Oh, I messed that up. But anyway, he is dying for the sins of the world and yet hanging on that cross. You know who comes to his mind? His mother. Man, like the old timers used to say, if that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. Jesus hanging on the cross looks down and sees the disciple and it says the disciple that he loved. Um, Jesus had a very Jesus had a very good relationship with John. Um, John was the one at the at the uh, Last Supper who, uh, you know, laid his head on Jesus' shoulder. Jesus loved him in the sense of it was brotherly love. It was it was he was just very close, a very close friend. And while dying on that cross, he looks at his disciple he and he looks at it he looks at his mom he says mother woman he says woman behold your son then he tells us john the disciple john john behold your your mother and then john knew understood what jesus was saying and since that day it says from that day he took her into his house so as his mother Jesus was looking looking after his mother knowing that he was going to pass away and he wanted to make sure his mom was taken care of isn't that awesome and great man that gets me excited the compassion and love of our savior he not only was saving the world he was saving his mother in a sense of a, in an earthly care of making sure she's taken care of. If that doesn't model what we should do by honoring our mother, I don't know what, what does. That's a great example of how we should honor our mother. And we'll throw the fathers in there, but fathers, you got another day coming uh, what next month or something like that but um, I, I just really I was blown away and moved by the compassion of Jesus' heart as he looks down and sees his mother and his closest friend and basically connects them two together and says John basically I'm paraphrasing John take care of my mom mom your son's dying here today but you have a new son and John, and he's going to watch over you. Man, God is good. God is good. Uh, 
I'm so, guys, I I love our Lord and Savior. He's all so awesome. All right. Be right back and we'll end the show. every day, you know, work, that magic place, (laughs) where there's no children. One day, my husband made the biggest mistake ever. He came home, and he looked at me, and he goes, are you still in your pajamas? (laughs) You see your two children? They're still breathing. (laughs) Say thank you. All right. All right. Thanks for sticking with me. And uh, thanks for coming and talking about moms with me. Hey, just a few uh, funny little uh, comments here. Um, Ten things to never say to your mom. Ten things never to say to your mom. Mom, you don't have to do my laundry today. You could just do it tomorrow. Oh, oh, oh. Number nine, mom, I'm unfriending you from Facebook. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number eight, what do you do all day? Oh, my. You can't say that to your mom. If I would have said that to my mom, she would have slapped me across the face. Mom, you look really tired. (laughs) I'm sure she wants to hear that. Number six, have you considered going to the gym? I mean, of of course you don't say these things. Number five, mom, shh, I'm trying to watch TV. Oh, don't say that to your mom. And definitely don't say this next one. Mom, can I get some gas money? No, 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 no. Don't, don't say that to your mom now. That's 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 ridiculous. I mean, who who does that, right? <laughs> Don't say this next one either. Mom, you're my second favorite parent. <laughs> Number 2. Is that gray hair? Don't say that to your mom. <laughs> Number one, number one things never to say to your mom. Mom, make me a sandwich. Whoa, you can't say. All right, I have one last one, and then I'll run because some of you mothers out there might um, slap me in the face. But just for fun, in addition to number one, (laughs) never say, Mom, Dad's new girlfriend is prettier than you. Whoa, okay, I'm out of here. Bye, thanks for sticking around. I love you guys. You're all wonderful. Bye-bye. Some people make motherhood look easy. Oh, not me. (laughs) My friend Julia, she's the green earth mother. You know those type? Yeah, those blogging green earth mothers. You just want to punch her right in the compost bin. (laughs) She's making her own baby food from scratch. (laughs) I'm usually so tired, I throw them a jar. Hope you can open it. 
here's your bottle. Mommy's got to get the cork out of hers. <laughs> My friend Julia, she made her, she made all the kids' clothes out of the hair off the dog. <laughs> my blog is so different. <laughs> Today my kid ate worms. That's protein, right? 